0: From the city of brotherly love, this is Shark Bite Biz with David Strausser. And you've just arrived to the newest episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your rock star wannabe host, David Strausser, and this is your place to learn how to grow a business during a complete global chaos. Today, we're gonna chat with the founding member of a legendary rock and metal band. First though, remember, please download the Shark Bite Biz app. You can find it exclusively on the Google Play Store. Okay, it's only an on Android right now. We will get an Apple version soon. I promise it's in the work. Just delayed a slight bit, but it'll be there. But meanwhile, if you have an Android device, you can go there, get it, Biz, Google Play Store. You can get every single episode of this. You can get the promo clips. You can get the short YouTube clips, video, audio, all there, one app. Plus, if you hit that little menu button and you look for Coffee Store, you can buy our amazing coffee, Dead House Coffee, right there in the app. I got to tell you, this is the freshest coffee on earth it is roasted sealed and shipped to your doorstep within a 24 hour period so whether through the app or if you go to deadhousecoffee.com you can use code shark you're gonna save 20 percent off your order okay you get the freshest coffee on earth we get your proceeds to continue building the biggest and best show we possibly can. So thank you for your support. And now let's get back to today's episode. It's hard to last longer than a minute in a music band. Yeah, you can have a hot flash. Look at somebody like Brian Vander Ark of the Verb Pipe, where we had him on telling his story as far as having the freshman that came out and then. Following it up with some, you know, minor hits. I think it was Photograph or something like that. One of the songs that came out after, but really nothing more than that. You know, living in a van and ended up having to do kids' music just to be able to do something that he loves and uh you know it was like that up until now he's back not on top of the world but he's back as far as music is his full-time life and you know something did just happen as you all know i usually record these interviews a few weeks ahead of time and then i do the intro and our outro segments right before they air because i like to make sure that they're framed for context at the time that they're airing and you know this was very coincidentally but we just found a way out this weekend that taylor hawkins drummer for the Foo Fighters. Apparently, he passed away in the Foo Fighters South American tour in Bogota, Colombia, I believe, is uh, where he passed away. And, you know, life is short. And this has been a very unfortunate trend in the music industry. We've lost some of our most creative, some of our most talented minds way too early. People like Hendrix. Cobain Amy Winehouse I mean there's so many people that you could pick out from that list as far as why is it so hard to be in a band for 30 years for 10 years you know so many flashes in a pan and then they're gone for one reason or another or maybe they only had one or two albums in them and that was it um you know it's really hard today's guest though is going to tell us the secret family recipe about how they have found success over decades in the music industry so who do we have today you may know him as joey z but joey zampella is a founding member of the legendary brooklyn metal band life of agony and is the president of joey z productions uh, joey zampella as i said founding member and guitarist of the hard rock band life of agony he sustained a career in recording touring and musing production for 30 plus years and this veteran swears he was born to do this. Collectively, the records he's co-written and performed on have sold well over a million copies worldwide. He is also the president of Joey Z Productions. So anybody out there, music band, whatever, please reach out to Joey Z. He's been in the business. He knows the industry. He knows how to do everything. This guy is one of the nicest, sweetest rock stars I've ever met. I've it's hard to say somebody's more humbler than Joey Z. Well, maybe Alan Roberts. We had him, and he actually sent me an autograph book. Hmm. Hey, Joey, send me an autograph guitar. <laughs> Just kidding. So hey, I wanna shut up now. Let's bring in the real rock star, none other than Mr. Joey Z himself creative and innovation tips joey z welcome to shark bite biz you my friend you just became
1: shark bait i love the i love the title of the show because as a kid growing up i was deathly afraid of sharks uh my idiotic cousins took me to see jaws when i was eight years old in the movie theater and Seeing Jaws at eight years old, I didn't even want to sit on the toilet bowl. My mom wanted to kill them. I, I could not go <laughs> near water. I would cry. So that, um, that, that is me a little bit. So I, when I saw the name of the show, when you invited me on, I was like, this is going to be good. <laughs> this is definitely going to be good.
0: You know, we I just interviewed a fellow uh, Stuart Leo from Australia yesterday. We, we have fans down in Australia and oh, interviewed shots. him. and. Yeah, he's like down there. We have, we definitely have sharks like all around us, so, and spiders, and uh, a lot of other gnarly things that will just <laughs> eat you in the middle of the night. But anyways, we got a tradition on this show. I cannot allow you to escape. I already gave your introduction. That's your formal introduction, okay? Right. Our tradition in the show is I like to hear it out of your mouth, okay? What's your experience? What's your background? What do you do for a living? You know, basically, what makes Joey Z,
1: Joey Z? Okay, well, uh, I'm Joey Zampella, born in Brooklyn, New York, at a very young age. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of latched on to music as an escape, I would say. Um,
0: What's a very young age to you?
1: I, well, my mom would play records all the time when we were younger, we lived in a very small apartment in Brooklyn and she would play records like Billy <laughs> Joel, Barbara Streisand, mm-hmm. um, all kinds of records. And I found myself always, uh, being uh, drawn to the music when she would play it. And then, uh, my cousins uh, had kiss record, had a kiss record oh. that I fell in love with at a very young age, like seven or eight years old. And, uh, that was it like once i heard kiss i was into heavy metal so <laughs> soon after not not so long after but that's
0: I, a funny thing in, in 2022 would you really consider kiss heavy metal you would back then but th- would you
1: consider them heavy metal now well if you want to go into genres i would consider kiss <laughs> I, heavy metal now i wouldn't I, consider, consider them uh, like,
0: maybe rock hard rock hard rock okay
1: okay you got me there. You got me there. Dude. Yeah, okay. yeah, you're right. Yeah, I would say hard rock, but you know, back then, hearing Kiss after back you heard, in the '70s, they, yeah. they,
0: you know, they were. I'm a huge, huge, huge Aerosmith fan. In fact, uh, you could probably see in the corner there um, on my screen, trying to point with the yeah, camera, I see. right about there, right there. You got oh, the, he... Mr. Brad Whitford and myself, oh. and then that's a huge Aerosmith poster. And what you don't see. You can barely start seeing on the side there Steven Tyler and Joe Perry with me as well nice. too. So I'm a huge Aerosmith fan and one of Kiss's first opening tours was with, oh, with right. Aerosmith.
1: I've heard and that that just is like a testament to Aerosmith how long they've been around. I mean that was one of Kiss's first tours. Think about what you yeah. just said. That is wow. You know, I remember Aerosmith's was-
0: opening at I think it was Toys in the Attic, which is, uh, it was either Get Your Wings or Toys in the Attic, which was their second album. I mean, Their second album, uh, Get Your Wings, has uh, some classics, you know, like Sam Old Song and Dance, stuff like that on there. But then you get into Toys in the Attic, that's where you have sweet emotion, you have walk yeah. this way. And then Juri Mon was actually re-released as the B-side, "The Sweet Emotion." Gold so figures. even though it was released on their first album and it kind of flopped, oh. when it was re-released as the B-side, "The Sweet Emotion," some DJs turned it around. And they're like, "Yeah, this is uh, this is pretty gnarly." And then, su- you know, then all of a sudden, and I think, yeah, that took off the second time around. And then I think that's when kiss basically aerosmith gave kiss one of their big first touring breaks with that and then that's how the big monsters of rock or whatever they titled it the kiss aerosmith tour that happened i don't know what about 15 years ago now it seems like in somewhere 2000s that's how that that second tour happened i didn't didn't get to see see that that one Ticket prices were a little bit too rich for me at that time because I mean, uh, seeing Kiss I is it. not cheap. I seeing Aerosmith's not cheap. Seeing Kiss and Aerosmith like super not cheap.
1: <laughs> so, so uh, jumping. Yeah, so uh, sorry. Jumping back in, uh, I, I you know, I started getting into more extreme uh, rock and metal after Kiss. I started listening to Black Sabbath and of yeah. course, uh, eventually Metallica when they you know, came out, started becoming popular in the early 80s. And uh, then I wanted to play guitar. And that was it. After I started playing guitar as a young guy, my parents got divorced. I was 13 years old and I was doing, I was helping my mom a a lot around the house with my baby brother who was just born. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said, you know, for everything you're doing for me, your next birthday, you know, I'll help you get a guitar. And that's when I got my first electric guitar. I got a Fender Performer which is a very okay. rare, odd guitar. Um, not too many people even know what it is, but uh, I got one of those and I sat on the couch, watched my brother while my mom went to work, and I learned all my favorite songs on my own. And that's how I kind of knew. Okay, so, like,
0: so, so you're one of those, one of those self-taught, yeah. okay, this is how they play that, this mm-hmm. is the notes, so you didn't have to do the teaching, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I I had some friends that I would get together with after school and, you know, some established guitars that showed me some chords like, oh, check out, you know, this is a power chord. This is this, this is that, and Mm -hmm. some really awesome friends, and I would jam with them and learn songs with them. But from there, I would say I'm more of an entrepreneur because what happens is you have to wear, to be successful in the music industry, I believe, you know, if you're just not, if you don't have that mega hit that you just all of a sudden make a ton of money, I think you got to wear many hats. And Mm -hmm. over the years that happened naturally with me, like being in the studio, I love that environment. I love being in the recording studio. I love the whole process. And so that hat, that was an additional hat that got, you know, flopped onto my head um, without me having to think too hard about it. Uh, And then, you know, you go into like Nowadays, just to jump really forward really quick, now I'm doing post-production for movies already. So you go from learning guitar on the couch at 13, now I'm doing some really big recordings, some post-production for movies. I'm out there playing live on stage. I'm making records of my own, obviously, Mm -hmm. with the bands I'm in. And uh, so in the end, to really be successful, I feel being a, a musician on my level, let's say, you know, let's right. let's face it, Life of Agony. We're not the size of Metallica. We're not the size mm-hmm. of Guns and Roses. You know, but we we have an established following that's that's really dedicated to us. Um, but yeah, that's one thing I
0: to... noticed. I was just at your show. That's where yeah. we we met, and yeah. uh, you have an established following. I mean, even just my friend base. Like I was, I was surprised. I kind of you know knew who Life of Agony was. I you know know some of the music through the years stuff like that never i'm one of the people i mean even alice cooper like oh yeah i i knew his two three big songs like Poison and skulls Mm -hmm. out stuff like that but then i go see alice cooper in concert and it's one of the things like opinion totally changed he is one of my favorite artists i am probably one of the biggest diehard alice cooper fans right now and it was kind of like the same thing with seeing life of agony talking to the fans talking to the dedication like okay this band's been around for 30 years you know they're they're doing something right if they're still doing gigs at 30 years of being a band and then to see the show that you all put on i mean you 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 all are workers. You are Mm -hmm. definitely working the crowd. You're putting the energy out. You're throwing the love out there. Mm -hmm. And the show, it was excellent. I mean, even... Thank you. I I was surprised. The opening bands that were there, um, the first one...
1: kings never king, die What was it
0: the K- yeah yeah kings never die right yeah king yeah. i was surprised i mean they they were really really awesome They're and awesome. I, I was i was impressed from start to finish
1: yeah i mean we had a great package out there uh kings never die uh dog eat dog and life of yeah. agony uh we it was it was a fantastic great musicians all around in the room um mm-hmm. hard workers like you said like you know, we're, we're, we're all, we've all been doing this for many years. All those guys in those bands, you know, Doggy Dog has been around since Life of Agony has been around since the uh, mm-hmm. early nineties, you know, late eighties, early nineties. So right. you know, it was just wonderful to be out there with them. And we, you know, you're right. We, we are very grateful and we are a hardworking band. We, we don't expect it all to come to us is mm-hmm. I think the key. I, I, I believe what we try to do, it, well, I, what I know we do is we put out the energy, like you said, we make an effort. We go the extra mile for the show, for the fans, um, whether it's after the gig, during the gig. We're always trying mm-hmm. to better uh, what, we, what we've done yesterday. I think that's what keeps yeah. you fresh.
0: No, definitely, definitely. Like We saw Bon Jovi, um, we still live in San Diego. So, I'd like to say we were, it was probably somewhere between 2012, 2015 ish. Um, I mean, it was that blah of a show that I can't even remember the exact year where most of my shows, oh, yeah, I I was, uh, you know, I was with, you know, I could give you the dates probably of all 26 shows if I had to. But with Bon Jovi, it was that blah of a show. There was no energy. No excitement. Uh, his voice wasn't there anymore. I mean, you know, the singers get old. We understand voices change. You have dealt with that with listening to steven Tyler over the years. But we we did yeah. not feel the energy. We were turned off with Bon Jovi. We will never go see him again. It was that blava show,
1: but here's the here's the thing i i I totally understand what you're saying, and I know probably what they did wrong. It was the preparation because a lot of some of these bigger bands, and I don't know their work ethics, but from what i hear a lot of these bigger bands don't even get together and play together anymore they show up at oh, the yeah. gig they show up at the gig and <laughs> expect to put on a concert in front of 20,000 people and nail it but honestly all the preparation that goes into the, the 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 rehearsing the practicing on your own doing the vocal you know it it all makes it better he, i don't care what level you're on you're still a person you still got to put the work in um, I don't care how great of a guitarist you are or think you are. you know, without continuing your practice, playing, keeping those muscles very ready, very a muscle memory natural, natural, like so it's you're not thinking of it. it just happens, and that's when I feel life of agony has always been its best when we we are not thinking about anything up there. Mm-hmm. We are just letting it happen, letting the energy. Come to us and let it come out of us. It's almost like that tennis ball, like that tennis match of energy with our crowd. We give it and then we get it back and it and it just goes. But I think a lot of that has to do with preparing. I really do, David. And I think how often do you
0: prepare then? I mean, how how often? Does Life of Agony get together between tours, let's mm-hmm. just say? Like, if you're ramping up for a tour, that's one thing. I imagine mm-hmm. you, you all practice. But yeah. even between tours, when you're on your off time, is it like everybody goes your separate ways, or you still yeah. treat each other like family?
1: Oh, oh, we're still a family, and we're constantly looking to do something, whether it's, you know, get together to do some writing, or, you know, this COVID thing really threw us for a loop, i got to be honest, because there was a... a, a pretty substantial gap there i mean i'm talking almost i would say almost two years where we did not even see each other just this past because because of due to uh, related family health issues we couldn't Mm -hmm. be in the same room with each other but long story short before that you know our work ethic has always been really good we we love getting together as a as a family as a group as a band Whatever it is, even if it's going out to dinner. When you're
0: together for thirty years, it's more mm. than just like we're a band or we're friends. I mean, that's where thirty years. It's kind of like you got that family feeling going on, well, right? Well,
1: we we are really family. You know, the singer is my cousin. We were raised in the oh. same house.
0: So that's something I did not know yeah, that Mina you and Mina, Mina my... were
1: cousins. Yes. There uh, you go. I don't, you didn't see the film, did you? You obviously didn't. No, see the I sound did not
0: see the film. So, so this film is not. That's Apple. a. Yeah. yeah, I want to see the film.
1: Yeah, it's coming out. You're going to get a chance very soon. So the film had a had a screening during COVID. We had a three week or it was like a two week screening where um, it was like an advanced director's cut that our fans and whoever could buy a ticket mm-hmm. and see the film in advance in that form in that director's cut form. Now there's been some cutting to, some footage added. Really, really amazing film, and it's gonna come out now. Now the film is scheduled. They're looking at spring, so you're gonna he- be hearing a lot more about it. But in the film, you find out a lot about us. But most, you know, most Life of Agony fans know that Mina is my, is my, we're cousins. Mina and I are cousins. Okay. We grew up pretty much in the same house. They were joined houses. My mom and Mina's dad were brother and sister. We lost both of Mina's parents, my uncle and my aunt from heroin uh, overdoses. Um, yeah, and that's what kind of fueled Life of Agony. Uh, we've been playing music together since we're kids, Nina and I. So, I mean, from the point where we were, uh, how would you say, 13 years old, 14, she's at the piano, I'm on guitar. We've been doing this in mm-hmm. our homes. So we've been right. actually been playing music together for well, you know, even before Life of Agony. So, right. yeah, so so, you know, it is a family. I guess my point is, And then Alan Robert or Alan Goldstein is, had been my best friend from school, from high school. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were in class together. We went to the same school. We, you know, hung out together after school.
0: Alan is a basic, he is the most humblest, kindest dude we've had on the show. I got to tell you, I've got to ask you, his artwork, yeah. you know, his beauty of form. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I love it. It is a really cool, unique style. And, Fantastic. you know, to me, like, I, he was using terms like colorist and things like that. And I'm trying to, like, yeah, I guess, you know, you're making a coloring book. I guess that makes sense. And then he's explaining how this whole world works and i'm looking at the book right now and i mean even the cover it's just it's just He's incredible. gorgeous incredible he, artist incre- you know the monster chompers with the art that they have going with those nfts absolutely and it's, it's born,
1: inspiring yeah he alan was born with this talent he was drawing like that ever since i've known him since we were kids um he yeah. just he was i i gotta say certain <laughs> people are born with certain talent. And Alan yeah. was born with that right hand that's connected to a certain part of his brain. It's a very dark part of his brain, by the way. <laughs>
0: it's yeah. connected to a certain <laughs> point of his brain.
1: And uh, he's just incredible. And he, he turns out amazing work. And we're very lucky to have that in Life of Agony because Alan has always been able to come up with the next thing and come up with the next look. or the, the, the he, mm-hmm. He's just very good at that. And uh, and we're right. just we're just so blessed to have that and how much of
0: the Life of Agony artwork does Alan actually oh design? Alan,
1: Alan designed I would I, I would say hundred percent. I, I don't even know if there's a, a, a sliver of
0: I don't think, I don't think he he was willing to take credit for 100% of it. No, That's no, no. It, I mean, it there, like, it's a group effort. But, no, uh, no, no, no. I, I mean, you know, there's been album,
1: album covers done by other artists like Soul Searching right, right, right. Um And, um, you know, Al, but Alan, as far as coming up with, say, uh, the design concept or the artwork concept and sending it to someone. So, Absolutely. yeah, okay. He he hasn't been hands on hundred percent of the artists that did the work, but as right. far as but a, he may
0: have been draft or influence of it right. because I, that's one one thing I saw at the show was some of the design work for Life of Agony and you know absolutely it it, it it's 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 good I mean it, it's amazing absolutely. like it. The only bummer was that it was cash only. Come on, man. Get get, get a
1: oh, only oh. cash only
0: for the merchandise.
1: <laughs> it's funny you say that because on this past run, I, that thought yeah. crossed my mind because the world, obviously business world, and we, as we know it, and everything is going to plastic. Everything's going to digital. And I, it's funny. I, I attended a Madison Square Garden show. I took my daughters, and I was shocked. Because like, pay my daughter, my 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 daughters go, hey dad, we want to get a shirt. It was during the Christmas. It was called Jingle Ball or something mm-hmm. over at the garden, and yeah. uh, so we go up to this concession stand, and you know they want shirts, so go up to the this guy, and I, you know I say, oh, we want that one, that one, and then I take out my wallet, I start. He goes, oh no, we don't take cash. Mm-hmm. I was like, (laughs) I was like, you don't take cash at Madison Square Garden. What? (laughs)
0: He goes, no, no
1: cash. We do all card only. I'm like, it blew my mind. For a second, I just looked around like I was in the Twilight Zone. I was like, I'm about to hand this guy cash. He said, no cash. But that was my only
0: criticism. At least, at least at the place in Philly, they didn't have an ATM. So there was no way for people to get cash if you didn't have cash you on hand, right? and there was no, and, and that's where I was so bummed because whenever I go to a show and I like the bed, and especially because Alan gave me tickets, so I mean, all we had was our Uber cost back and forth. Like I'm going there, I'm going to be buying one of every single shirt to say thank you to Alan, Aww. and you well, know, I couldn't even, I shirt. couldn't even do that. You should have just asked. You already gave gave the tickets. (laughs) Yeah, you gave me a guitar pick. Uh, Alan gave me one of his. And I tell you what um i think I, I told alan this but they're in good company you know i have my pick collection so you're up there with joe perry you're yeah. up there with slash ace freely <laughs> i got in my right. collection and these aren't like bop picks off the internet. i mean they're picks that i've gotten from the guitarist at the show so that's a fine like, group it's of right up musicians
1: up there. there that's a you're, fine group of musicians.
0: yeah there's uh uh what is it nikita strauss i believe uh yep. nikita is her first name right nikita strauss uh Lita Ford, uh who That's else? Killer. There's um uh um oh um Orianti Orianti Oriante, there as yep. well too yeah and uh so you it, it, my guitar pick collection I'm almost as proud as my actual guitar collection wow uh, your picks hard. are your your picks are right up there with their picks. So, Thank you. That guitar
1: collection, uh, you, you said for all you listening, uh, and watching, uh, David <laughs> sent me a picture of his guitar collection, and my mouth just went beautiful uh, it's nice. guitars. Those Les Pauls, uh, that blue one you have, which is a standard, believe, ones, right? No, that no the, that is
0: well, yeah, it's a standard, but it's a um. Uh, Figures. Now my mind goes blank. But you can see it on the Sharkbite Biz website. If you go there, it's that guitar that I'm holding on the main sharkbitebiz.com website. It's a um it's a standard that- standard, but it's um an anniversary? Is it's it one an- of the premium things because okay. it's got like all the hardware and the platinum and stuff like that, and it came. I mean, the case alone for it is like this uh, platinum case that's worth like seven, 800 bucks. Wow, I mean, holy the, crap. Yeah,
1: yeah, so it, it was like, like a special series. It was a special this, series. This, yeah,
0: this is a, a special series one. Now, they had one that was a couple hundred bucks cheaper that didn't have all Chrome hardware throughout. I mm-hmm. think only the the humbuckers were plated with the the Chrome. But this is everything from, you know, the tuners to the volume switches to the rhythm switch. Everything there is like chrome. It's beautiful. That is yeah. my baby. I see And it was blueberry that. burst. As soon as I saw that, I, I, I was like, that... Because I've been waiting to buy a, uh, you know, I guess a you Stella. could take an, an expanse a, a guitar, like right a stellar guitar because most of my guitars are between one to two thousand so i was like hey i want to go out there i want to get one that's got an msrp of over 6k and then just try to get a hell of a deal on it and this was the guitar
1: it was so i I love it it sounds
0: amazing I'm you sure can borrow it
1: anytime. Oh. Just don't smash it on stage. No, no, don't <laughs> I would never do that. Um, I also saw you three pick up uh your Black Beauty, your your Gibson yeah. custom. Yeah, uh, that's the West one Bowl I custom. sold. Yeah. Um, And then I saw you you look like you had a faded cherry Gibson Les Paul custom somewhere in the middle of the rack. Yeah, I
0: have a faded cherry there in the rack. I have a Joe Perry uh, Les Paul, but it's the Epiphone version. Mm -hmm. I have a 100-year anniversary red wine Epiphone, uh, but it's like Les Paul's 100th birthday edition Mm -hmm. uh, of it. I bought the Epiphone version of it, but that the Joe Perry one, and the 100th edition Les Paul, even though they're Epiphone, don't don't take them down for a notch. I mean, they are no, both well high-end guitars. Yeah. They sound... I, I tell you what, because I have, like, uh, the white one I have, and I have an Alpine White Gibson that was maybe, like, a $1,200 Gibson Les Paul, and that guitar, I think, sounds worse than either of the two high-end Epiphones I have.
1: Listen, it, it, it's... A- Uh, It all boils down to the cut of wood. And, you know, most Mm -hmm. of these guitars are put together the same way. You got to remember, they're all put together. But the actual parts and wood and everything that's put into each guitar is different because no two pieces of wood are the same. And that's what makes every single guitar on the planet different when you think about it. Every guitar that was ever made is an individual because it's an individual piece of wood that's different from the next. Okay, there could be some right. that's cut from the same tree or batch, and they'll be very, very similar. But every guitar is different because of the cut, um, right? And just to throw it out there, well, I,
0: not only not only that. Now, besides the cut, that's so that's that 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 affects the sound, that and the hardware and stuff like that. Tone, yeah, but they're also unique pieces of art because my blueberry burst. Okay, even though that's, uh, uh, I think Gibson labeled it uh, quadruple A flame uh, is what it had on there for the finish, okay? That's all handmade. So while there may be ones that look similar, there are no two on the face of there that are that exact same coloring because they're all handmade. So while they kind of look alike, they're all different different, with their own unique.
1: It's a rub. Right? Yeah. Yeah, right. I get it. And that's that's what drives the value of those guitars through the roof, is because they are all one of a kind. Something like that. The be from the cuts of wood to what they use to the actual finish is uh is just all original and 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 rare. Um one yeah. thing I gotta tell you that's kind of exciting relating to what we're talking about is that I recently uh I'm back with Gibson in so many words. Uh, oh. I'm back with Gibson guitars, and I got. That's I got why a great, you love
0: my Les Paul so much.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm back with them. <laughs> I've, I've never, in other words, I've never stopped playing my Gibsons, but now I'm back tied to the company again through. are back great, as yeah, back one of their, their
0: their signed artists, right? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, pretty much. Yeah, without signing paperwork just yet again, I'm on. I'm basically a Gibson artist again. I'm in touch with a great rep. And he just sent me a USA Flying V that the um, the point of this story is I just sent it to Austria. There's an Mm -hmm. artist in Austria. His name is Tom Loner, a very famous artist that loves Life of Agony. He said, I want to do a guitar for you. I want to do a guitar for you. He took me out to dinner in Manhattan a few months ago before the holidays. And he said, Joey, I want to do a guitar for you. Is there any way you can get me one of your Gibsons? So I could do the artwork and he's, this guy is amazing. So Gibson sends me this USAV. I got it a few weeks ago. What I did was uh, I, the guitar came in the mail. I took it completely apart to yeah. every component, everything off uh-huh. of it. And I shipped the guitar within a day from Gibson sending it to me, I shipped it to Austria to Tom Loner. Wow. And he is in the process wow. right now of I'm making you your custom own. Guitar. Art v for me so it's very exciting this is talk about one of a kind piece Mm. um very excited about that guitar getting that back
0: that that is going to be amazing i can't wait to hear it and i had to look it up while we were chatting because I, I know this off t- my tug, but for some reason, I finally asked uh, what it was and it's like, uh, 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 but it was a, it is a standard, it, it was a 2017 standard high performance model.
1: Oh wow, uh, I never even which, heard of that terminology when it came to it, it Yeah, high I, I believe it was, I believe it says high performance.
0: And um, um, I'll show you a picture because even when I said everything's Chrome, you know yeah. the, the you know the tags that they put on the guitars that i'll say like les paul or standard or traditional or whatever like yeah. even that's in chrome and it's engraved wow. and stuff like wow. that so, so it's... it's a it's a it's a pretty pretty crazy crazy guitar that i definitely love now one thing i wanted to ask you you brought this up sure. earlier you said bands okay we've spent a lot of time talking about life of agony But Mm -hmm. what other bands do you play with or do you do music for? Yeah, um, Yeah. there
1: was a band called Stereo Mud. We were signed to Columbia Records. That was Life of Agony had taken a break in 1998, right after 98 going into 99. Life of Agony had taken a break. My cousin Mina went went on to do some other things. She went on to do her own solo project. And... um, Like we, Al and I had taken a break from doing Life of Agony. Uh, so I, I had, I started, well, I, I, with other people, I started a band called Stereo Mud and did that for a couple of records on Columbia. And that band was very successful. Believe it or not, we toured with bands like Disturbed, Crazy Town. Wow. Um, we did some big tours, Seven Dust. And, and that was a very fun, exciting band. We did a lot of stuff. We played with Stained, Godsmack. We did a lot of stuff. Oh. It was very, very cool band we had. It was very, how would you say, current-sounding, modern at the time. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, You know, it, it was a very, very... Very 2000s-y. Yes, yes, very t- early 2000s-sounding band. Bit, yeah. Fit right in with your 7-Dust and the Godsmack type of sound. Um, yeah. If you ever want to check that out. And then I, uh, a, a very dear friend of mine who passed recently, Peter Steele, Not from Typo Negative, um i don't know um, if you ever heard a band typo negative i know
0: typo negative i have uh, i saw them back uh think it was probably one of my first shows up in this really gothic place i think it was up in scranton i'm oh, yeah. uh, pretty sure late 90s does that make sense tinks um, was
1: it the, the club called tinks or no scranton?
0: no no um wasn't electric factory electric factory is philly right yeah um I'd have to look it up because I've only, except for Montage Mountain, where I right. go to see bands like Aerosmith or Poison yeah, yeah, yeah. or stuff like that. You know, I, there was only one other, other, uh, one other time I've ever gone to Scranton, and it was for the Typo Negative concert. So, all the way back in so- the day, like late '90s.
1: So, so uh, yeah, so Peter Steele uh, asked me, he had put his old band from the 80s back together called Carnivore. I don't know if you ever heard of Carnivore. Okay. No. Um, well, well, he was looking for a guitarist for that, and I had the honor and privilege, excuse me, to play with Peter in the reincarnation of Carnivore, that's, that's which was... Okay.
0: Actually, now that you've said that, I... I, I it is kind of ringing a bell mm-hmm. like a vague bell that i've heard of them but i'm not familiar probably with the music
1: yeah it's intense very hard hardcore metal early early hardcore metal um really really energetic pissed off sounding music it's awesome carnivore is <laughs> very controversial lyrics but it was basically due to peter creating an alternative world in his brain so Things that the content was very screwed up and, and kind of controversial, yeah. controversial. So, uh, but we took that to Europe, toward Europe with Peter with that, and so that was so you know life. Of controversy
0: baggage. in music's good though. I mean, if you think about
1: it, controversy in well, music well, is good. for the most have, part. not when you have bomb threats at your shows because you're going to. Uh, I mean, come so. on, look at Marilyn Manson. I mean, it, <laughs> it
0: only made him bigger in the '90s. All the controversy, you know. And look until look, the look bomb at people goes like. Off. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Until until a goes <laughs> off. Exactly. That's you know. where, but it, it can't be it can't be scary. Uh yeah. The, at least the alternative reality wasn't something like um uh, when Garth Brooks decided to do his alter ego and go rock. Uh that 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 was just horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but you
1: know, I had the I, I had the opportunity to, to play in other bands and life of agony is obviously my baby um you know founding member. we you know we started that band we were just 17 18 years old so um i'm 50 now how does it feel oh wow revealed my age um, how
0: does it feel i mean how does it feel to have the band go on for so long like you just mentioned all these other projects that you were in and you know, there's probably a lot of projects that I mean, besides solo projects, but yeah. that Mina's been in or that Alan has been in. Yeah. Um, you know, they're there's short there. They go on for a couple years. You do, you know, a couple of a couple shows, and then you know, it yeah. just dissolves, it just yeah, disappears. Right. It's done, it ran its course, it 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 did what it was supposed to do and filled the That's void, it. and that was it. And life of agony. 30 years 33,
1: later 33
0: years 33, 33 years yeah. yeah yeah so you're you're still here I mean do you think I guess this kind of personal question but yeah you know because of the fact that you and Mina are literal family do you think that's something that kind of held you together even a little bit more most definitely. than you know, to where it's kind of like you feel yeah. that, right, right, that, that codependency because you grew up together, you've been doing it, and you, you really kind of are codependent upon each other in a way for the success and for this project to live right. on.
1: We, we talk to each other about it. We, we, we thank each other for it. I, I openly say it all the time. I, this, is, this is something that I think we're so blessed that we get to do, and I think we always have to remember that. I, and and yeah. we do. And and we're blessed to have each other. And yeah, there are tough times. There are times where you say to yourself, oh, how, how can we still, you know, whatever, you know, how are we still doing this or, you know, what are we doing? But it's, it's so important to us and it's so special to us. And we, we're, we're so grateful for it. And we're grateful for each other. I think that's what it boils down to. Grateful for Alan. I'm grateful for my cousin. I'm grateful for their talent. I'm grateful for their energy, um, and I think that that's reciprocal. Man, yeah, you're
0: so you're so grateful. Definitely, I'm I'm going to your house for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I want to hear the speech.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, and it's and it comes from the heart. I we just had rehearsal before this tour, and I I basically openly just said to the three of them, including Veronica. Hey. Uh, new drummer well she's not new anymore we keep saying new drummer but she's been in the band four years already um but just openly to the room I she's
0: amazing too veronica awesome just an awesome person
1: so so fun and funny and easy great amazing player just just great all around just a great great Mm. person to have in the band as an addition to this to this band that's been around for so long but right. I just turned to them at, re- at rehearsal and I just said it just like was one of those moments I was like I'm so grateful for you guys I'm just so grateful for the three of you guys and I this is so important I, I this is so important to me to do this with you guys and I just wanted them to hear it sometimes you have to tell people things sometimes it's you shouldn't ever be afraid to tell people like how you feel or what the thought, even if it's an obvious thing, sometimes it's good for people to hear it, that you, they're appreciated Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and and I think that's what keeps us tight. Don't
0: assume they know, actually say it's important to say the words. So we are out of time, but let's finish with this. I did see news. um, I saw various news about Life of Agony over the past couple of days. One was the remainder of your Northeast tour seems to have been, uh, you know, canceled due to yep. COVID. I uh, yeah. believe, uh, was it uh, Mina and Veronica? Yeah, Is Mina and right? Veronica, with,
1: yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, with COVID, are they doing okay?
1: Yeah, they're doing okay. They're on the up and I'm up. Good. I was just on the phone with Mina yesterday. I spoke to Veronica as well the other day. And where we have plans to get back together and rehearse. We That's have some me. shows coming up. And we also are going to do makeup dates in May that's being put together right now. So all these shows that we missed and we're going to tack on some other dates. So although the tour got kind of cut short on us, um, Mm -hmm. it's going to turn out to be something good in a way. And we're going to be Well, I saw
0: the addition of uh, it looked like a a bigger tour as well, too, or something like that with a lot of other bands that's coming out as well, too.
1: Well, yeah, we're talking about doing some more stuff in Europe. We're going to be doing some stuff, like I said, in May in the U.S. We're also playing with Glassjaw. Um, We're -hmm. doing a couple of shows with those guys, and that's coming up in March. So, uh, you know, um, good stuff all around. Bottom line is uh, we're still doing it. Uh, We're healthy, (laughs) and everyone is healing. That's Um, good. kind of past this COVID thing now, I believe. I I believe the ban has finally gotten past the yes. the, yeah. the the covid uh mountain or whatever you want to put it the COVID hopefully torture yeah. um yep. and i think we're free and clear now to to go about our business again
0: that's that's awesome as long as you accept credit cards at the merchandise booth right <laughs>
1: <laughs> i wanted to mention uh to everyone out there that i i, I am a producer and i am a, i record Here's- quite quite a bit for bands and um so if anyone wants to get a hold of me, you can do uh, yep. a recording. That's
0: what I wanted to ask you to finish up with, yeah, how can people you do have Joey Z productions? Correct. How can people get in touch with Joey Z Productions? How can the yeah. you know they find out more about Life of Agony and basically just tell us all around? How can they digitally stalk you? Digitally, sure. remember, that's a key. Digitally yeah. stalk you online, digitally. no restraining yeah. orders.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've had the people at my front door in Brooklyn, but that, 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 those are long, <laughs> long, that was a long time ago. Um,
0: there you go. <laughs>
1: what do you call it? So yeah, I'm on Instagram, just simply Joey Zampella. If you want to you know, go check out my page and stuff like that, I'm also on Facebook as Joey Zampella. Um, I do have a website that's about to get redone. I had my website kind of stolen from me. The I had a beautiful wow. com website that somehow they infiltrated my files and basically stole all the files out of my including pictures, content, and I had nothing. They,
0: were they were they like holding it for ransom or no? They no, just no, stole it? no,
1: they just basically went in there, hacked it, and then stole all the info. And when I went into my wordpress one day first my website wasn't up all yes. of a sudden it was all jumbled anyway long story yeah. <laughs> short i went into wordpress and there was nothing there literally just a couple I of have, photos they stole everything that so, happened
0: to me uh, like about 10 to 15 years ago running a message message board and i think the guy's name was like kazaa and he's like Make your security tighter. This will never happen again. Kazaa. Uh, yeah. and, <laughs> and then I'm yeah, like, come so
1: come on. <laughs> so what I had to do is, so if you go to joeyzproductions.com right yeah. now, there's a temporary kind of one page website up. But my the link to get in touch with me is there. If you want to record, don't let the website fool you. I have crazy professional facility and and capabilities of of recording a record that could you know uh, be competitive with whatever is out there. So uh, you could still get in touch with me through the website. There's an email on there if you want to record with me. And of course, there's lifeofagony.com as well. So there's joeyzproductions.com for the recording side and post-production work. And then lifeofagony.com has all the info for Life of Agony and what we're doing, four dates, all of the above. Um, Awesome. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> awesome
0: hey very grateful for you spending your uh what, what is today wednesday right wednesday, wednesday morning. morning with us Wednesday, it, this in covid yeah it's beautiful out there it's Sunny. uh in covid things just kind of blur together and sometimes mm-hmm. i have to look at my calendar oh today is thursday or today is wednesday but uh don't mind my hey, appearance
1: don't mind my appearance today i was just in the studio all morning i was a little chilly <laughs> i don't know why i i threw a sweatshirt on a baseball oh, cap and I, I i
0: i'm the same way hey you're you're, you're a rock star you're allowed <laughs> to dress how you want yeah it's i'm kind of acceptable <laughs> yeah there you go there you go hey joey thank you so much for coming on joey z i really appreciate your time this has been this has been great just you thank know you, talking with you dude thank you and
1: rock on my friend rock on thank you so much for having me on the shock bite. Uh, the shark, bite. Yeah, shark bite, shark bite, shark bite is the shark bite is. <laughs> the
0: the <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you, Joey. Cheers. Wow, that was such an incredible chat with Joey Z. Right. First, you all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful. If it sparked those warm and fuzzies, do me a favor, hit that like button, smash that subscribe button. But if you really want to help us out, because you know Shark Bite Biz is the greatest kept secret in all the world of small business, please share this episode out to your friends, your colleagues, your co workers. Share it out to some rock stars like Joey Z. Let's get them on the show. Okay, share it out to everybody you can. That would be amazing wherever you dwell. On the interwebs, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Minds, Rumble, Odyssey, YouTube, iHeartRadio. We're everywhere. So please do us a favor. Help us grow. We can only grow when you share us out. Now, let's get back to our literal rock star guest, Mr. Joey Z. There's been few bands that have lasted for so many years like life of agony one of the secrets of life of agony not only do they act like one big family and you often hear that from bands you know think of somebody Aerosmith who has the same five original band members well I guess breaking news this past uh, week is that uh joey kramer their drummer's taking a leave of absence but uh will actually be filled in by jack douglas who was also on the show his son is going to be their temporary drummer but um you know while he works through some issues that he's going through i mean they do have all five of their original founding members and it's been over 50 years now that they've been a band and there's a couple other stories out there like that where it's all the original founding members but not many once you get that long that old and you know Joey Z well let's get back to the point here what I was talking about Aerosmith and those bands is that they all say oh well we're one big family you know family fight uh egos blah 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 or as joe perry put it lds le- uh, lsd uh lead singer uh dysfunction or whatever it's called uh <clears throat> that happens you know and it happens in a bed especially if you start to get hot or you don't like the direction and it's hard to keep a family together i mean there's a lot of broken families even just in regular family life look at how many parents are divorced look at how many people get divorced you know families break up and it is natural so you know it's kind of real to the point where Joey Z says that their band has been able to survive over 30 years because they not only act like a family, but they literally are a family. You know, Joey Z and Mina are cousins and have been playing together ever since they were young. I mean, that's amazing. So then you mix that in. With friends like Alan Robert, who also was on this show last season, who was amazing, you know, and that's a big secret to success for bands to last for the long term. There's a business discussion to be had about this. If you're running a business or you're running a rock band, there's a lot of things that. You know, kind of crossover. And that's why I bring rock stars on like Joey Z, like Alan Robert, like uh, Jack Douglas, producer or all the other people, even William Hung. We've had on the show because, you know, they kind of tell us how they've had success a band yeah they produce a product it's music but they are a business and there is just like with any other small business there's a secret to success of how you work it how you market it how you grow the band and you know especially these days you can't really count on the labels to push you there's too much independent media out there too many different sites it's really hard people aren't listening to the radio to get their hits even if it's satellite radio as much as they did 20 30 years ago so you know small businesses they are essentially like small families okay you're working together you know you're you're taking care of each other you're all trying to work towards the same mutual goal of making it and growing your business, or in joey z 's case, growing your band, and like he was saying, essentially, you have to know your team, you have to respect each other, take your breaks, take some space, okay. For those of us that aren't in rock bands and be like, oh, I'm going to take six months off touring and recording, Uh, you know, take your actual vacation time, unplug for a week, okay? The business, most businesses can still survive if one person unplugs for a week or two, okay? You need that. You need to allow that your creative juices are able to regenerate and recharge, you know, and that way you're able to come back bigger and stronger than you were before. Listen to other opinions and really respect those of your, your co-workers, whether you agree or disagree, and just try to Find the middle ground to make it work because infighting, hurdles, stuff like that is usually what will break fans up, what will break up, um, you know, small businesses because maybe there's two partners and they had a fallout, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, Life of Agony has kind of found that recipe to respect everybody, their individual you know, endeavors that they have and just make it work and stay together. And, you know, especially with rock bands uh, and rock stars, you know, especially uh, they get bigger egos as time goes on. I mean, let's face it. uh, When you feel like you're in the top of the world, uh, you're going to have a pretty big ego. I'll tell you what, out of everybody I've met, um this is including life of agony okay i would probably say life of agony alice cooper acdc were probably the most compassionate and humblest people i've ever met so uh, i've met uh pretty much everybody from life of agony and i've got to tell you they are like the most loving people it's like oh give me a big bear hug david you rock you know they it's weird i mean that that's how it was when i met um uh brian johnson at agus yag like uh this is way back i was really a nobody at the uh time very young in my career and we just saw their concert and we pulled into a uh popeye's chicken that was in inglewood california right down the street from where the stadium was and here comes a van and out jumps out angus young and brian johnson at a popeye's chicken in inglewood yet and uh you know they're talking with us for like 20 minutes like just chill it and treating us like me my buddy like we're the rock stars that was amazing experience and i got that same experience talking with um you know talking with life of agony their various members and having that type of attitude That type of feeling, that type of look on life, as far as how you treat people, how you act with, you know, meeting somebody like me. I mean, that's important. That really shows that, you know, you care. You just don't view me like, oh, that's just another dollar for us to make. We're not just a customer of yours because we're a fan and we're going to buy your music and your material, stuff like that. And, you know, it takes it to another level to where it feels like there's a mutual respect that Life of Agony, Joey Z, Alan Robert, Mina, all of them, that they respect us as much as we respect them. And that is something that really just blows my mind. But again, in the business sense of things, you know, I've said this a million times, I treat my sales team, my consulting team, my customers, my prospects, my manager, (laughs) myself, I treat everybody the same way. I am who I am, okay? On the clock, off the clock, um, I'm going to be that same compassionate, humble dude as often as I can. And that has allowed me to grow as an individual, as a business professional, and to grow my business. And it's allowed me to break through some major escalations that we've had with the business. And that's where that really translate, I think, into what Life of Agony. What Joey Z was kind of telling us. Uh, I mean that that's how I relate to it as a businessman. Now I will say, okay, um well, being humble is a good ingredient for success. You know, remember, nobody likes an egotistical, arrogant a hole. It is a turn off. But you know, especially in the sales world, okay, having a little bit of cockiness, having competition. It's healthy, and that translates with a band, too. I mean, yeah, you want to have a little bit of ego. You want to have a little bit of cockiness, a little bit of competition, because it drives you. Nobody wants to talk to somebody that's just, like, weak. I mean, you need to know, are you good? Okay show you're good, okay, and have that reflect of you, you know, being good. And I think that pushes people, but you've got to learn the limitations of what you're dealing with and really learn the motivation of what drives that group of people. So, Life of Agony, they all know each other, okay, Joey, he knows what drives Alan, he knows what drives Mina, so when he has an angle, he's going to work that properly, just as they presumably work him when they have an angle knowing what motivates him so that they're all looking out for each other and that's really what a business relationship is just that this is more than business for them it's literal family so it's a really happy awesome story that we've been able to hear today And I really feel that it's been 30 years, but Life of Agony is set up for long-term success, and they've really proven it. Uh, So lastly, please don't forget the Life of Agony documentary that's coming out that, that Joey Z mentioned for us. And if you're looking for production work, again... Joey Z is a world-class guitarist. He knows the industry inside and out, so please reach out to Joey Z Productions to get help with your creative product to help move it to the next level. Awesome stuff again, Joey Z. Thank you so much for coming onto the show and showing us a side that not many people get to see of rock stars like yourself. You rock, my brother, Thank you again. Remember, if you want to be on this show just like Joey Z was, please shoot an email out to interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, mine, Spotify, wherever, please subscribe or YouTube. Hit that joint channel for $3 a month. You can become a baby shark. Get some extra perks, stuff like that. Support the channel or head on over to DeadHouseCoffee.com. Nobody likes being a zombie in the morning. Get back to life with the freshest coffee on earth. Use code SHARK get 20% off your purchase. All the proceeds help us continue to bring in this show to you each and every week. You all know this by now, but I'm David Strasser. This is Shark Bite Biz. We'll see you all next week.